Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Queen City, you look beautiful as always. It's good to be with you. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It is the finest dadgum sports talk in the Carolinas. We appreciate you hanging out with us on a Thursday afternoon. We got Carla Gebhardt coming at you live from the NFL Combine at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. 38 minutes from now, Carla Gebhardt's back. We'll talk about all the prospects up there that uh, the Panthers maybe could draft what uh, Dan Morgan and Dave Canales had to say two days ago and a whole lot more. So we're loaded. More on that coming up in just a bit. We will, though, talk to Hornets head coach Steve Clifford later in the show. For the 5 o'clock crowd out there, uh, Cliff is back at 5 o'clock. We'll talk about uh, a lot of things going on with his team in the game tonight against Doc Rivers and the Bucks. They're running it back, of course. But um, one thing that also happened in the Hornets universe we're about to get to is that we now know who the general manager is going to be according to adrian wojnarowski news that broke earlier today the the hornets are hiring brooklyn nets assistant general manager jeff peterson as the franchise's next head of basketball operations uh the contract i don't think it's not done Uh, according to the reporting they're expected to agree contractually pretty soon but jeff peterson's 35 years old uh this is the the epitome of a meteoric rise as adrian wojnarowski put it earlier um, he was in Atlanta with Rick Schnall when Schnall was a minority owner down there. Um, this guy has formed relationships very quickly all across the NBA. He has very quickly come become highly respected in the National Basketball Association, despite, again, only being 35 years of age. And I think there's reason to be optimistic here, though some are looking at the Nets in the last couple of years of the Brooklyn Nets and what the roster currently looks like and saying, I don't know, I think I might have preferred Trajan Langdon to Jeff Peterson. So there, there's some stuff to talk about here, as again, the Hornets have apparently located and identified and are set to hire their, their next general manager and head of basketball operations. Would love your thoughts on it, because I'm already getting the sense that people are kind of split on this. Hit me up on the FanDuel text line, 704-570-9610. Hit me up on the text line. How are we feeling about Jeff Peterson to start the show this afternoon? Again, young guy, it's hard to know exactly what this leads to, but I spoke to someone in the league earlier this morning that I've known for a long time who spoke very highly of Jeff Peterson. And, you know, talked about relationships being at the foundation of what Jeff Peterson has been able to do in the NBA to climb the ladder. Uh, You know, I I put it out there on Twitter earlier that Jeff Peterson is a guy that Sean Marks in Brooklyn has looked to, turned to, you know, for the last couple of years since he's been there to be the big problem solver inside the organization. Uh, Jeff Peterson was there when the three-headed monster of KD Kyrie and James Harden were there was was kind of integral in managing all of that so the one thing in talking to people throughout the day that you know i took from the jeff peterson conversation is that i i don't get the sense that anybody thinks that he's not ready for this job or that it's going to be too big for him his performance is going to speak for itself right the players that he drafts the players that he brings in via free agency the trades that he does and doesn't pull off those are the things that are going to write his resume as the general manager or the head of operations here 
Uh, but, you know, being there during Kyrie, Kyrie KD, and, and James Harden, you know, I, I think he can walk in here and not feel like, you know, he's got a, he's got too big a job on his plate dealing with a young star in LaMelo Ball and, and maybe a budding star in Brandon Miller. So I think this is is manageable for Jeff Peterson. But again, he's new at this. He's young, and recent history with the Brooklyn Nets suggests to some that this might not have been the right hire. There was a big Trajan Langdon contingent out there when it came to the Hornets hiring the next GM. Smoke, you and I both know that. We've heard from fans the last couple of weeks uh, since the news came down that Mitch Kupchak would be moving into an advisory role. But uh, I think th- I get the sense that there's at least some disappointment smoke that it's not Trajan Langdon but otherwise you know people are kind of like yeah I guess we'll have to wait and see I don't know a lot about this guy I think that's the main thing we kind of knew up front that Trajan Langdon had a big part of what's currently been built in New Orleans and we've seen it firsthand even though he's not the main decision maker he's played a massive part in that situation so it's like man it just seems like an easy slam dunk but Jeff Peterson and look I understand some of the frustration, but we also have to realize, you know, Peterson has not been making the decisions. He's got two people ahead of him and making the decisions. That's Joseph Sy, the owner, and Sean Marks, as you mentioned. So, you know, I feel like that's one of those situations. Plus, I feel like I'd be rotten, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention about 12 years ago, for a couple of years, us, the Hornets slash Bobcats fan base, kind of goaded ourselves into thinking, you know what? Rich Cho might be the guy because he was in that Thunder organization when they drafted all those good players like Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, and Kevin Durant. He might be the reason why they made all those moves. Nay, Raider, he was not. (laughs) (laughs) 704-570-9610. Here's the other thing, too, about some of the, well, he's coming from Brooklyn, and uh, they're not exactly a, a world championship caliber organization. I mean, yeah, I hear you. Um they went 45 and 37 last year, 44 and 38 the year before that. I mean, some of that was underachieving, of course, with Kyrie, KD, and James Harden for a bit. Uh, they they did have they they came into this season with three consecutive winning seasons. For what that's worth, um, you know, Jeff Peterson is you know again one of the things that was pointed out to me is that it wasn't just the stars that he had great relationships with. He had great relationships with everybody on the roster and inside the building. And it's why Sean Marks has apparently turned to him so often to be sort of the problem solver inside the Barclays Center because Jeff Peterson has the respect of nearly everybody who knows him. So, you know, I think it's an intriguing hire. I don't think you can promise anybody anything based on what we know about him. It could be a, it could be Rich Cho part two, for all we know. It could be Rich Cho part two, or, you know, this could be the beginning of a magic carpet ride for Hornets fans. It's hard to say today, but the young man has certainly built up an impressive resume with a lot of impressive endorsements in the NBA since he got to the league, and I think that's at least a little bit promising. Uh, The FanDuel text line already popping here on a Thursday. 704 number says, this is a young man's league. It's all about building relationships for trades, free agents, and hiring people who can do their jobs without meddling ownership. I love the hire. I like what you said, you know, about building relationships for trades and free agents. I'm actually, part of the reason I'm good with this, too, with Jeff Peterson um, despite not having any super strong opinions about him to begin with, is that I think what we've learned about him already indicates to me that, hey, teams are going to pick up the phone when he calls. He's got a good reputation around the league. Now he's got to work to keep it, as is the case with, you know, any profession, any, um, you know, any career. You've got to work to maintain your reputation. But I get the sense that folks are going to pick up the phone when Jeff Peterson calls because a lot of people like and respect him already in the NBA. So that that is helpful. In my mind, 704-570-9610. Uh, texter here says, Hype C says, so that means that the coach 
is gone. Not so fast. Maybe. Maybe. But I would uh, I would remind you. Or maybe I'll, I'll pose it to Smoke in the form of a trivia question since he likes that so much. Don't you, Smoke? You love trivia questions, don't <laughs> yeah. you? You really like trivia questions. Yeah, especially huh? when it pertains to sports. Okay, just checking. Um, who was helping out in Brooklyn a couple of years ago? Let's see. So... It was after Kenny Atkinson got fired, right, Kyle? I think so. Okay, all right. That was when uh, Steve Nash was inexplicably the head coach. Mm-hmm. All right, after being a soccer analyst. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go, was it Stephen Clifford? It was, it was. It was It was head coach Steve Clifford, who was a consultant for Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets during that time frame. So, uh, Steve Nash. Yeah. <laughs> So, by the way, by the way, I also feel like all these people wanted to point out the net stuff. There was also a lot of massive other factors into why that didn't work out. It was not the assistant GM's fault that it didn't work out in Brooklyn. The fact that you had Steve Nash as your head coach, yeah, you had to deal with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and James Harden. It seems like it wasn't well thought out. Uh, was Steve there for one year too? Two. I think it was, was it two or one? I think it was two. one, wasn't it? No, it was two because the first year was when. Katie's foot was just barely on the line in the second round game oh, seven yeah, yeah, against yeah. the Bucks. That was when uh, Steve Nash was hugging for dear life on Kevin Durant, and then the next year was when things. Well, are you sure they, they hired him in August of 2021? Though I'm not sure that adds up. No, he was already there. He was there for the first. Smoke, I'm looking years. at the article, August 11th, 2021. Nets hiring Steve Clifford as consultant. I thought you meant Steve Nash. No, Steve Clifford, bro. Oh, yeah, Steve Clifford <laughs> was there for the yeah, last year. Okay, he was just there for the last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You got, I got my Steves mixed up. It's all good. It's all good. But like when the texter says, so that means that the coach is gone. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe not. Because there there already is a working relationship between Steve Clifford and Jeff Peterson. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything. I'm being honest. I don't know that this means anything regarding Steve Clifford's job security. But we have to point out that... You know, Cliff was there for, you know, at least a year and got to know he and Jeff Peterson got to know each other. So I can't imagine with this many people speaking this highly of Jeff Peterson that Steve Clifford Clifford is one of the exceptions who's got awful things to say about him. So we'll see. Um, Ultimately, if ownership wants a new head coach and hey, look, maybe this is maybe Jeff Peterson is going to say "We, we need a new head coach, in which case that's what they'll do. But I think that there is a relationship there that needs to at least be acknowledged and and, you know, done so in the sense that this might not mean the end for Steve Clifford. They still got plenty of games to play. Um, I'm under the, I'm of the belief that he still has the chance to show something to ownership with this better roster, but um, yeah, that's probably going to require getting a little bit of the cavalry back. Well, okay, LaMelo. It's probably going to require getting LaMelo back. Because so. we can just basically count out Mark Williams at this point, I think. Oh, yeah. That, that doesn't look good. Um, you know, LaMelo's not going to play again tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think anybody's shocked by that, but it's not great. He's not going to play again tonight. You know, I, you, you just wonder, are they going to see him again? Are they going to see, are we going to see LaMelo ball again on the floor this year? Yeah, I was going to say this year because people are like, oh, so he's going to get traded. No, no, no. Well, I mean, if you make it to the offseason without him playing, then I guess that could come to fruition. But are we going to see LaMelo out there again? What's the motive? What is the reasoning behind, as we talked about, him continuing to sit? How many times have we seen LaMelo the last couple of times out or in the practice? Like, we hear that he's getting good work in. I saw it. Like, the Hornets posted on their own Instagram page during warm-ups. I just scrolled. He's, he's bouncing around, yeah. isn't he? It's like, dang, he looks like he could play tonight. You get, I mean, these guys, it's ridiculous. He's bouncing around in, in, pre, in pregame warm-ups. 
knocking down jump shots, you know, I think dunking the ball a little bit, but like he looks like he's moving okay. Now moving at 80% versus 100% is obviously a difference, but that doesn't look like 80%. And there are a lot of folks watching it saying, okay, well, I mean, you don't look that bad off. Why are you... Why are you still sitting over there on the sidelines? Spence tried to convince me yesterday it's because they're secretly tanking, and I, I don't buy that. Well, their tank is not working since they're 5-2 and two over the last seven games. Sure, I, I don't buy that at all. Uh, so somebody needs to tell the public, the season ticket holders, somebody, what is going on with the $200 million man because it's gotten to be ridiculous at this point that there's been no real update on what's going on with LaMelo, and it just leaves you know open to the imagination what's going on. And, and when you do that, most of it, as evidenced by our text line, overwhelmingly negative. 704-570-9610. Hit us up on the Hornets. Jeff Peterson is the new head of basketball operations. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, that news breaking just a few hours ago. We'll take your reactions when we come back. And also, when we return, ACC hoops in full swing. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on there. But also, I think we, we have to make a list of the greatest miracles we've ever seen on earth. If Kyle Filipowski could play last night after basically being stampeded and assaulted a couple of days ago. I, Smoke, we got to make a list of the all-time greatest miracles we've ever witnessed on Earth since Kyle Filipowski was able to physically suit up in battle last night. That's next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Trey Mann, and you're listening to Sports Radio 92.7, WFNZ, FN, Harrisburg, and WLNK, HD3, Charlotte, home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Miracle on Ice, the Music City Miracle, the Bluegrass Miracle, the Miracle at the Meadowlands. Did, did any of these things surpass the miracle that we saw last night? That was Kyle Filipowski getting back on the basketball floor. I mean, mere days after being mauled nearly to death and, and almost dying there on the floor at the Joel in Winston-Salem. Smoke, how amazed were you that Kyle Filipowski could muster the strength to play basketball last night? After, you know, basically malice in the palace in Winston-Salem a few days ago. It was it was one of the most incredible things I've ever witnessed in my life, personally. <laughs> what? Um, well. <laughs> the, the fans assaulted him, Smoke. They tried to kill him. They ought to be imprisoned. Nay, thrown in the gulag, according to Jay Billis. What, what do you mean? Um, uh, I, I, look. 
do, do I think he may have gotten his knee banged up a little bit, possibly where one knee collided with another? Yeah. And it was just over exaggerated. Yeah. It doesn't help that I think John Shire went full scorched earth without realizing the full synopsis of what exactly happened. I, look, I, I get it. And, and it doesn't help. It's only going to make it worse since it's Duke. The overreaction this week was so yes. stupid oh, across oh, the board. Both sides, both sides, Bo- uh, both sides. Yeah. But, well, both sides of, of the aisle. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it, it's, it doesn't make it look good. It's even exaggerated because it's Duke. And honestly, Kyle didn't need to play last night, especially with the way Sean Stewart was playing off Bro, the bench. Of all the game, he could have sat out last night and been like, no, he could have sold the injury. Like, no, I really was hurt. I can't play tonight. No, I, I looked at the schedule. I'm like, dang, what's the next game again? Oh, okay. We don't need Kyle for that game. <laughs> Kyle can come back for Virginia. I'm like maybe if you if you really want to sell it, maybe he can miss Virginia and you can still eat out a win since it's inside Cameron. But you know, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's funny to make those jokes and everything, and some of it is warranted. I also knew Duke's never going to get the benefit of the doubt, and any time that something like this happens, they're going to get chastised, and I get it. It's Duke. It's well, part of being the a thing Duke is, fan. I don't even care about that. Like I don't, yeah. you know me, I don't go out of my way to bag on oh, Duke yeah, because yeah. they're a big brand. People hate him. I get that. Yeah. Um, I I just enjoy it. I I enjoy the rivalry. I enjoy all of it, but. I mean, you know, we went from did you this man nearly died out there to his career he, could be over. He's nearly given a double double to Louisville like 48, 72 hours later. It's just he's, he's fine. He's absolutely fine. 704-570-9610. Uh, Texter's blowing us up. Hurricane Mark says that uh, everybody at FNZ should should take a 30, what do you say, a 30 day ban from using the term court storming. Says, I know it's a slow news cycle, but for the love of God, that horse was dead two days ago. Oh, no, I agree. Today, we we, we mock the fact that. He, it was a miracle that he played again. That's all. I'm not going back to the court store. Well, that's not entirely true. We do one more thing on it later in the show because Jay Billis went on the Pardon My Take podcast yesterday to talk about it, and it got pretty testy between him and Big Cat and PFT Commenter, and I didn't expect that. So we got that for you coming up later in the show. Carla Gebhardt is live from the NFL Combine here in about 20 minutes. Uh, we'll get her thoughts on what's going on up there. She'll set the scene and uh, tell us what she's hearing from the general manager and the head coach, all that good stuff. And Steve Clifford, Hornets head coach, is back in the 5 o'clock hour. We're talking about the Hornets. LaMelo's not going to play tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Susie just dropped off. So I was getting ready to go to Susie, who said that she was really upset. Susie, call me back. Give me, give me a ring back. I want to talk to you. Because she's a season ticket holder. And said that, you know, she's fed up or something. So, Susie, if you're out there, give me a shout and uh, we'll put you back on the air because it sounds like she's pretty irritated with the Hornets. 704-570-9610. Taking your thoughts on the Hornets reportedly hiring Jeff Peterson as their new general manager. Adrian Wojnarowski uh, broke that news earlier this morning. He's a 35-year-old assistant GM from the Brooklyn Nets. He's been there since 2019. He was in Atlanta before that in the same position. Uh, where Rick Schnall was the minority, a minority owner down there. Now, of course, he's one of two majority owners of the Hornets. He and Gabe Plotkin. So there's a relationship there. Jeff Peterson and Steve Clifford worked together in Brooklyn too. Uh, Peterson was there to, you know, help Matt navigate, manage Shepard, Kyrie, KD, and uh, James Harden during that stretch in Brooklyn. So I don't think handling big personalities is going to be an issue for him. I think there's reason to like the hire. I don't know if it's going to be any good or not. We'll have to wait and see. As I mentioned earlier, it could be great or it could be, you know, Rich Cho 2.0. And somebody freaked out on the text line when I said that. Uh, the one guy was like, nobody can be as bad as Cho. He was basically an unplugged video game controller. <laughs> 
Must we, eat food do we, and review it. Do we know where he is now, by the way? Like, I think he's is, still in Memphis. Is he still doing the food blog and the pickle? Is he abandoned basketball altogether? Or is well, he, remember, he did go to Memphis while doing the food blog. So, stop. Yeah, yeah clearly. Don't How can you the, be a basketball executive, a food blogger, and be deeply invested in pickleball like that? I don't know. He's... Dang, I didn't know he was 58. Like I try, I try to make the most of my 24 hours a day yeah, too. But uh, Dan, that's a lot. He's still the vice president of basketball strategy for the uh, Grizzlies. By the way, did not know he was 58. I thought he was younger. Really? Yeah, 58, huh? Good for him. Seems like he should be older than that. Right? He may be older with some of his decisions. That's for sure. Ah, okay. All right. Um, also, who's more dramatic, Kyle Filipowski or Chelsea from Love Is Blind? Well, with, let's let's put let's put that on a poll. Who's more who's more dramatic, Kyle Filipowski or Chelsea from Love Is Blind? And before Duke fans get their panties in a wad, we're just having fun with this, okay? I'm not one of these that thinks that Kyle Filipowski caused it. I do think he he kind of freaked out a little bit, um, in all the chaos unnecessarily. But I don't think it's his fault. That's ridiculous. I don't blame it on him. He was caught in kind of a you know an intense, crappy situation. But man, he spazzed out. He got hurt. Um, you know, they had to carry him off the court like Byron Leftwich being carried down the field by his offensive lineman. Way to age yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Byron Leftwich, you didn't listen to Merrill Hodge earlier today, did you? No. We got to get he he made a Byron he compared Drake May to Byron Leftwich today with Wesson Walker, and he was talking about uh, Drake May's slow release. And I think he asked the boys. He was like. What was Byron Leftwich's fatal flaw? And then Mer- and I didn't even let him answer because he went on for like four minutes. He was like, he had a slow release. He could do everything else, but he had a slow release. And what did that mean? You could get to him fast. I, I don't, what does Merrill Hodge hate more than Drake May? The, like, I, I think the list is fewer than the fingers on one of your hands. People pointing out concussion issues in the NFL. Ma- maybe, right, possibly. Like The only thing that you know Merrill Hodge hates more than Drake May is terrorism and taxes. I mean, that's about it. Like Drake May, he's not a Drake May fan at all. We're going to try to get some of that audio for you here in just a bit. Uh, Josh Footy Marlowe, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Marlowe. He, he's cutting it down the hallway right now, trying to get us some of uh, Merrill Hodge earlier today. Because holy, I don't think I don't know the last time I heard a football evaluator go in on a player like Merrill Hodge just crapped all over Drake May on Wesson Walker earlier today. It was astonishing. 704-570-9610. Let's go to the phone lines. Susie is back. She wants to talk about the Hornets. Susie, thank you for calling back in. What's going on? Oh, well, I'm a bail bondsman, so I was waiting for somebody to get out of jail, but they got out now so I can talk. Oh, you have to chase them. You have to chase them, do you? Huh? You don't have to chase them or anything, do you? Oh, of course I do. I'm a bail bondsman. I'm oh, I meant like, right, no, like right now. You're not, you're not like on an active chase. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm driving right now, but it's cool. Oh, I got excited. That would have been great yeah, radio. I have been, I, I have been a, a season ticket holder since 2011, and every year something goes up, something goes crazy. Like, first of all, they took away our um, the little programs that they hand you when you come in so you can keep up with what the players are doing, whatever. Well, they stopped giving us that. Now they took away our free parking, and I got an email today that they raised the ticket prices for next year, you know, which is par for the course because we got to pay for LaMelo Ball to sit on the bench. <laughs> so, so are you just let me? That's funny. So, you're telling me basically you're paying more money, and you just got informed that your tickets are probably going up, right? And yeah, you no, know, but they are going up. It was the email, it was telling me how much they're going to be. And I was like, seriously? So, I sit like, uh, like the third row back behind the goal, behind the, the horn, behind the home 
go there. So you got good seats. I sit on the aisle, so I've now been there for like over 10 years. So now they're telling me that they're going to raise the ticket prices again. But the people that sit in front of me, their, their ticket, their seats got raised like 10 times more than Ooh. mine. And I was like, wow. I guess because I've been there longer, but they only raised them for $10 per seat per game. You know, which when you add that up, I have four seats. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. of what? Well, yeah, and, that's a lot of money. And they keep taking everything away. So you got to pay more. One, all, I, all I asked for was a, was a seat with a cup holder. <laughs> and they kicked that away. That seems like a reasonable request to me. Are you renewing? And they... Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I love the horn. I love the horn. Well, I mean, Susie, like I'm with you. Like I think what your all your arguments here make a lot of sense, but you know, it almost seems like they they kind of know what they're doing then because you're saying, well, this stinks, but I'm still Absolutely, giving them. Absolutely, okay. they do. They right. do. Can I ask so you a it's, question? It's kind of like you know, it's it's like worse than being on a drug. You know, you're a Hornets fan. You got to put it out there. That is worse. That is that is worse than being on drugs. You're right about that. That's a great way to put it. You know, Clay, clip <laughs> well, that. Just, you know, we're going to make that a promo. Brandon Miller. That's all. We're going to make that a promo. Being a Hornets fan is worse than being on drugs. How about that, um, Susie? Like, can, can I ask you a question real quick? Yes. Being sure. that you're being that you're a bail bondsman, what's the coolest? Yes. Cha- what's the coolest chase you've ever been on? The coolest chase? Yeah. Oh God, there's been so many. Which one no, first? Come, which one comes to mind first? Like the most interesting chase? Uh, this girl, this girl, this little skinny girl. She went. I mean, you know, we knew she was inside this little little trailer in a trailer park, right? Mm-hmm. So she decides that she's going to run from us. So we're we're surrounded. It. She can't go anywhere. So she goes in the bathroom, and you know how small the bathroom window was in that little trailer. Like, you know, uh, it would be hard for a baby to crawl through it. She actually squirmed through that thing like halfway and got stuck. Well, she didn't want to stop, so we had to tase her. So t- when we tased her, it hit her pocketbook and bounced off, so she kept crawling. <laughs> she got through that little window. <laughs> and, uh, Did you catch her? Out, we were just standing there looking and saying, good job, girl, good job. <laughs> click, click, and Susie, that's awesome. Thank you for the phone call. Susie, with the greatest bail bondsman chase story of all time. Oh, that's so good. God, I love this listening audience. 704-570-9610. Being a Hornets fan is worse than being on drugs. And she she chased a, a subject through a trailer park window, bathroom window. That's This is what we get on this show. It's amazing. 704-570-9610. Uh, the text line is expectedly uh, blowing up right now. Uh, we, we have a lot of reaction to Kyle Filipowski and to Merrill Hodge right now. All that's going on. But real quick to what Susie said, they're charging me more. They're giving me less. Isn't that the modern pro sports experience? Yes. Uh, I mean, the Panthers are raising ticket prices. The Hornets are raising ticket prices. I mean, most of the NFL is raising ticket prices too. But like, has the fan ever been less appreciated in pro sports than they are right now? Yeah. Specifically going the ones that actually go to the games. Uh, and, but the problem Problem, it, it isn't going to stop it. I mean, Susie just proved it. You're like, so you're going to renew for next year? She's like, yep, I'm going to renew for next year. So it's like, okay, well, if you're going to renew, then they're going to just keep on doing it. Yeah. So I mean, if you're going to keep paying. I'm not blaming Susie for this, but. Right, yeah. right. But I mean, if you're going to keep paying, they're going to keep jacking up the prices on you. That's how that's going to work. Um, you know, they're not building a new arena over with the Hornets, but they are reimagining Spectrum Center, a.k.a. spending a ton of money to dress it back up. And to do a bunch of, you know, new stuff with it. So, you know, they're going to use your money in a public sense to pay for it. And they're going to charge you more individually to get in to pay for it. Like, that's that's how they do it. So if you're going to keep signing up for it, they're going to keep taking your money. But uh, I I just, 
it's hard to believe looking at the current dynamic and landscape of pro sports. Like, how do you convince fans that teams actually care about them, given what's going on? 704-570-9610. Russell in Vermont says that's the modern economy, period. Shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. What a word. Um, the 910 number said Susie's story was better than the Panthers' whole season. I agree. Yeah. I, I don't even think it's obvious. I don't think it's debatable. Right? Then again, I feel like the Panthers were that woman trying to escape the bathroom. Oh, if you yeah. think about it. Oh, speaking of, I, this, I, this, this evaded me. A lot of you probably heard this by now. Give me Mad Dog Russo. Speaking of the Panthers, I, I only play this because, uh, you know, it's funny to watch the national media light up David Tepper. Uh, but Mad Dog Russo went in on Tep Daddy for raising ticket prices yesterday. I like it. How about I mean, Carolina and Tepper charging 4% ticket increase oh, for next year for the Panthers? Wow. I mean, you got son. Because they won some son, games? You got to be you're not. You're not serious, are you? With this God-forbidden franchise that stinks, where you're firing head coaches, when you're telling everybody who to draft on draft day, including Young instead of C.J. Stroud. And I love Young, too, but that was a mistake. In a market that cares more about college basketball than the NFL, in a stadium that's a little old, and you're going to make them ante up 4% more. I don't, care, but I don't care what the percentage is. You should give them the games for free. And you're going to, even for exhibition games, you're going to make them pay for it. When you guys make a fortune, when the NFL prints money, and you're going to charge those poor Panther fans 4% more, 4%. That is a complete, utter disgrace. And for an owner who has absolutely no good PR, okay, that's the last thing you do to your fan base off a lousy year when you're throwing water in Jacksonville at the fans because you're upset that you lost the Jaguars. You know what? I got an idea to fix our problem. Let's charge them more money to see the garbage that we put on the field. That is a, I don't know who came up with that idea. You give them a discount off that kind of season, not a price increase. <laughs> now, the one thing I take issue there with is that when he said, uh, it's a market that cares more about college basketball than it does football. That's not true. I don't, I, that was true at one point. I don't believe for a second that's true anymore. That was the case in the 90s and early to mid-2000s. Yep. That's not the case that's anymore. That's not the case anymore. Any, anybody want to argue with that, that's fine. 704-570-9610. Um, but I don't believe for a second that's true anymore. This market cares more about the Carolina Panthers than it does college basketball. To, and Listen, again, if you feel differently, tell me. But I, I look at the text line. I see the reactions. I know the download numbers. I know the stuff that gets the most interaction and views and you know engagement on this. Sh it's It's not debatable. At this point in time. So I take issue with that. But he's right. It is, of course, egregious and offensive to be you know, raising prices at all. I don't care if the rest of the NFL did it or not. You go 2-15, and 15, you got no business raising prices on fans. But th this is the way it works. Right? This is what they're going to do. Because they can get away with it. Because, because Susie's mad about it. But Susie's still going to pay because it's you know like being on drugs, but worse. <laughs> 704-570-9610. Uh, Commander Malik says, KB, do you think Tep hears things about him said like that? Of course he does. Of co yeah, of course. They all do. They all do. A lot of them like to play coy and pretend that they don't. But they do. They all do. Some of them choose to block more of it out than others. But for a lot of us, if you knew that there were people out here, sports radio, sports TV, just media in general, talking about you and your business every single day, you, you might think that it's not in your best mental health interest to tune in. You might think the smartest thing you could do would be to ignore it, but you're still going to tune in, at least from time to time to find out what people are. So, yeah, of course, he understands. He, he knows what's being said about him. I think it's in part why he's backing off a little bit right now. Now, we'll see if it lasts, <laughs> but I think it's in part why he is backing off, why he played a much more diminished role 
at this most recent press conference, why he told Joe Person, yeah, I'm, I'm going back to the background a little bit. He hears it. He knows. Now, again, the question is, does it remain that way? Can, can he resist stirring the pot and, and meddling a little bit? That's that's the real challenge for him. But, oh, yeah, he hears it. They all hear it. 704-570-9610. Keep hitting us up. Uh, texters are. Will and Hickory says, hey, KB, you asked who Hodges hates more than Drake May. Listen to what he says about Bryce Young. I heard the whole thing, and a few others have said that too. But at least with Bryce, he gave him a whole lot of credit for being tough. Like he gave he gave Bryce a hell of a lot of credit for being tough and continuing to get up uh, and take all the hits and all the beating and punishment that he did. That guy had no nice things to say about Drake May. I know that because Walker said, do you have any th- nice things to say about Drake May? And Merrill Hodges' response was, that's what it was. He grunted when asked if he had anything nice to say about the widely presumed at least second best quarterback in this draft class. It's pretty wild. So he made dad noises. Yeah, he did. He did. Let's go to smoke on the headlines. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Who is smoke? Where is smoke? <laughs> Where there's smoke, there's fire. Let's go. What you got over there? Well, some massive news regarding broadcasting for NASCAR. This year, it, as of right now, it looks like we'll not see any Dale Earnhardt Jr. on our TV screens. He he was out of his contract with NBC. And officially today, Andrew Marchand of The Athletic reported that... Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be joining both TNT, Turner, and Amazon for NASCAR races next year to be their main broad. Uh, so who's paying him? How, is it, how, does he, how does he work for all of these entities? I don't know. I guess both Turner, well, because Turner and Amazon are basically, they got the whole entire summer block of the NASCAR schedule starting next year with this new TV deal. So he's going to take a year off and then join them? Because it says after a gap year, according to Sports Media Watch. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, it is a gap year in some sense, but you got to remember, he's still doing his own podcast with Dirty Mo Media. So, yeah, it's not like he's fading into obscurity. That, and he has his own race team, too. Shout out to the boys at Dirty Mo Media. Listeners of the show, they're friends of ours. We love the guys at Dirty Mo. Great, great environment. What else you got? All right, so moving over to the NFL. It's time for cap restructuring season, so you know who that means is showing up. The New Orleans Saints. Cameron Jordan has become the latest player to get his contract re, uh, restructured, signing a deal to free up another $1.5 million uh, for the Saints. They're still really in the hole. They also reworked the contracts of Cesar Ruiz, Nathan Shepard, Eric McCoy, and Derek Carr. The notable thing about Derek Carr is it basically guarantees he's going to be with the team at least through 2025. So 
the Saints are, you know, it's one of those situations where they're still deep in the hole and they're still in mediocrity with this stuff now. Yeah. I, I Nothing, does anything about this concern you as a Panther fan? No, not now. Not, again, it's easy to say that when the Panthers were 2-15 and, 15 and you know, not much is expected here, but just in terms of trying to climb back into contention, you know, being a, an, an annual force in the division for the next couple of years. Okay, bring back Derek Carr. Cool. I'm good with it. All right, and one last thing here going to the NBA. Remember before the season started where uh, Jimmy Butler came to Media Day looking like an emo uh, band member? Well, that was not only just for his emo, it was not for his season photo. Fallout Boy just released a new mu- music video within the last two days. And guess who's in the music video? Jimmy Butler with his emo haircut. Jimmy Butler. It was ridiculous. I saw it. Honestly, I kind of respect him for it. No, no, I I respect the audacity of doing it, for sure. It's one of the most audacious things you'll ever see an athlete do, from a pop culture standpoint, right? Question now is, what will he do next year? Show up to media day in a wedding dress? Did you watch Love is Blind last night? Yes, I'm caught up. Uh, You're caught up, right? Yeah. We got to talk about it. Do we need to start crying? We've we've even got Bebop from Rock Thrill. Bob, where you at? I saw you texting Mac and Bone this morning that you're watching the show now. After lecturing all of us about idiocracy and how how this means that sports are dying because we're talking about love is blind on on sports talk radio. Everybody's into it. Am I a bit too clingy for you, Kyle? I don't want a man who goes out to have a drink with his boyfriend for for an hour and a half for his boys, not his boyfriend. That'd be weird. That'd be weird, right? It's awesome. The shots of the city on Love is Blind, they, they made the city look incredible yes. on that show. They made the city look beautiful. Anyway, Carla Gebhardt, live from the NFL Combine next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Nick Richards of the Charlotte Hornets. You're listening to Kyle Billy on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, the exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. It's a tough group, and they want to play the style of football that we want to play. It starts with the run game, and then that kind of opens things up, you know. Um, But I can't say enough about just a group that stayed together, that played hard all the way through the last game, you know. Um, And and I can't imagine the challenge they were faced, you know, the 2-15 and schedule and the the challenges, the emotional challenges to show back up and go right back to work. So I got to give the guys a lot of credit um, in that regard, though. New Panthers head coach Dave Canales at the Lucas at the NFL Combine. I'll spit it out uh, at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis this week. The annual site of the Combine. He said right there that this is a tough group. He went back and watched the 
2023 film and said they showed a lot of resolve last year. They want to win. So he's excited about bringing some of these guys back. But they're at the Combine where they're looking for a fresh new crop of talent just like everybody else. And uh, let's head up to Lucas Oil Stadium and we check in with Carla Gebhardt, Queen City News, Charlotte Sports Live, Panthers pre and post. She's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. How is it up in Indianapolis, Carla? It's pretty good. It's a little cold up here, and I like the way you said that old right there. That's how I know we're from the South, Kyle. <laughs> well, I was joking. About, I looked at smoke, and I did it unintentionally yesterday. I was like, let's go up to Lucas Oil Stadium, and I stopped. And I was like, I bet they don't say it like that in Indianapolis. So They don't, and they look at you kind of funny, but, you know, then yeah. you just explain you're from the Southeast, and it all makes sense. It all makes sense. That's right. That's right. All right, so uh, set the scene for me. What's it been like up there? Yeah, it's been uh, interesting. Uh, a lot of really good conversations. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of talent at a lot of different positions. And, you know, as far as the Carolina Panthers are concerned, obviously, you know, you played this town from Canales earlier this week. We've heard from both him and from Dan Morgan, um, both on the podium, both off to the side. And there's a lot of um, excitement, right? I mean, they haven't done anything yet um so you know all you can have is, is a lot of hope but it sounds like you know they've they've got at least a direction that they want to start going in um but there's still some other things that, that they're trying to kind of fill in the blanks as well um certainly today we heard from tight ends and defensive backs tomorrow though is going to be a big day because that's when the wide receivers take the podium and so you know i think all of us are kind of looking at like okay let's go ahead and look at some of this talent that they can bring and and put on this roster around Bryce. Um, And then obviously, let's see, today is Thursday. I don't even know what day of the week it is right here uh, up at the Combine right now, but uh, wide receivers will take the field on Friday or Saturday, I believe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Well, okay, so I want to talk about the wide receivers and the prospects in a second, but, you know, Dan Morgan did uh, talk with you guys two days ago. And he said about Brian Burns, we want to get a deal done. We'd like to keep him here, but you know everything's on the table. I- I'm sure you've yeah. seen this already. Maybe you haven't, but Brian Burns on his Instagram uh, put together a couple of pictures that made it seem like there could be some positive developments in a contract negotiation. What What have you heard? What'd you make of that? I literally was just saying the same thing. I was like, wow, Brian is posting a lot uh, on Instagram. I feel like it's a little cryptic, um, but you know, it it seems that way. Um, I, you know, it does it does seem like they are going to put that tag on him, right? And then after that, it's you know, I kind of said earlier in the week, do they even know what they want to do? Because like, what options have been fully discussed with other teams? Um, but it, it does kind of seem like all signs are pointing that they're going to put the tag on him and that he. I mean, he wants to be back. That's what it sounds like, right? Um, so, yeah, kind of interesting. But then again, you know, they always say, like, these are the intentions, but everything is still on the table. And that's kind of what they said with a lot of the players that we that we asked about earlier this week. Carla Gebhardt, Queen City News, Charlotte Sports Live. She's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Uh, wide receivers, do you have a favorite? Is there a wide receiver name that's being discussed more than the rest today? What What are you hearing and what do you think for Carolina if they decide to go with one at 33? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people are really um, high on Keon Coleman, right, because of the season that he was able to kind of put together um, and just his athletic ability. But, but yeah, then you look again at where the Panthers are going to be picking and who is actually going to be available. I really like Javon Baker um, from Central Florida. I think, you know, just based off the season that he had last year, he'd be coming into the league with a lot of momentum. Um, but, again, I mean – 
I, I do believe that they are going to look at the wide receivers. They're going to be bringing in that talent. But at the same time, you've got Canales, who earlier this week said, you know, there's really not – it's almost like a diamond in the rough trying to find a wide receiver as a rookie that can really come in and be that playmaker their rookie season. So I think is they're definitely going to be looking at this talent, and I do think that they're going to bring some of these guys in. But how much are they going to be uh, effective in that rookie season? Uh, you, you just don't know yet. Well, that yeah, exactly. You just don't know yet. Now, do you think they're likely to stick at 33? Like, let's assume that Brian Burns is coming back. They don't trade him, and I can't imagine they're using anything else to get back into the first round. Do you get the sense they're staying at 33, or might they be inclined to move back and acquire more picks? You know, I, I, again, I think all options are on the table. Sure. I would not be surprised, though, to see them move back, right? They're definitely not going to move for, like up in the draft because what are they going to you know, give away. Like, there's nothing to really give away to, to even make that move. So I think they're going to be smart with this. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did trade back and maybe, you know, try to make, get a little, get more bodies right instead of worrying about where, where you're picking at. And, and listen, we've seen many times in, in the draft, like, great talent comes later. It's all about the scouting process and, and kind of how you assess it. So, um, they have their homework cut out for them. And I, I kind of wondered, you know, was it more pressure last year with the first overall pick? They had more direction this year. You know, it's maybe more pressure in the other way, that there's there's so many needs um, that, that they're going to have to address with this draft and, and probably the, the free agency as well. It's a, it's kind of a lot to, to take in right now. All right, before I let you go, um, we had news earlier today, a report from Adrian Wojnarowski that the Hornets have – uh, zeroed in on Mitch Kupchak's replacement. Jeff Peterson, assistant general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, is reportedly set to replace Mitch and uh, take up the head of basketball operations. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting, uh, just the restructuring that's going on over there right now. We had kind of heard through the grapevine that he that this guy was really in the conversation maybe even as early as last season. Um, and then they kind of went a different direction. But, you know, I, I think change is always good. It's always interesting, though, like all the titles that they're – I can't even really keep up with all the different titles. They're not going to, you know, semantically call him the GM, um, head of basketball operations. So it'll be interesting to see who else they bring in to kind of put alongside of him. Um, but I think, you know, based off what we've seen from ownership so far, I mean, it seems like – it seems like they for sure have a direction that they want to go in. And, um, you know, if we're winning, uh, that's all that uh, I think fans and all that we really care about right now. Yeah. Do, do you, by the way, what, what are your thoughts on the fact that LaMelo is still not playing post all-star break and uh, we're not really sure why or, or when he might return? I hate it. I hate it just as much as the next person, right? Cause mm. I feel like you just want some kind of explanation as to why it is like, just be honest. Uh, about that, and they're they're not doing that. Obviously, they have a plan for how they want to use them when they're going to bring him back. If that's even going to be the season, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. So yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating that we just don't have an answer as to why they're kind of going about it the way that they're doing it. All right, last thing, uh, Atlanta. I mean, you don't get a closer finish than that. <laughs> we had a whole bunch of cautions and wrecks and everything else. Yeah. That's, that's your neck of the woods. What'd you think? It was awesome. I am so proud of the home track, especially because I know how much teams and drivers really hate going there. So the fact that it put on that product and, you know, they reconfigured the track a couple of years ago with a new surface. So um, it was just, I, I think it was just due that we were going to have a race like this. And, and, you know, everybody's 
kind of arguing, is this the best finish that we've seen? Um, probably not overall, but it's certainly the best finish that we've seen in a very long time. Um, and it was really fun to watch. I'm not sure if you watched it live, but even the replays are pretty exciting. Carla Gebhardt, enjoy Indy. Be safe coming home. All right. Thanks, Kyle. There you go. Carla Gebhardt with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline 704-570-9610 uh, and again shout out body works plus if you have collision issues if somebody backed into you um if you're, you you messed up your ride go see my guy brian davies they are uh one, they're, they're some of the best in the business buttoned up they're legit brian davies body works plus shout out to them what what is uh, it? i was just gonna say speaking of body works in atlanta yeah denny hamlin messed yes, up his you know, body <laughs> denny hamlin messed up his uh, body a little bit in more ways than one that's that's the transition I should have made. You're right. Body Works Plus. They needed Body Works Plus in Atlanta this weekend, and they always will moving forward. Uh, I look down at the FanDuel text line, and the first two things I see are Chris from Belmont saying trade LaMelo, and then Rufus from Wilmington saying trade Brian Burns. Does any city want to trade its players out of town more than Charlotte sports fans? I'll let you deliberate on that. Hour number two next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.